Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Mama's Basement, episode 4. I go by the name of Kevin Kryptonite, and this is the episode where we talk about E3. So E3 weekend, well E3, I guess you can call it the gaming convention extravaganza, only because E3 doesn't necessarily now exist as it previously did, partially because of the pandemic mostly because of the fact that e3 as a convention has been dwindling since you know maybe three four years ago and that brings an interesting way to look at how this trade show has been portrayed um and how it exists right now considering the fact that in some capacity most of the big developers have pulled out of e3 in recent years and have started to post their own digital versions of you know the showcase of what they want to present in terms of what they have in, ter- in, in the future coming and uh, what they would like to showcase to people so in a world where there's a pandemic as well you would think that all these developers would have uh, you know strong showings because of the fact that that has kind of been the norm as of late. So we're going to be talking about all of that moving forward. But starting from now, um, let me just tell you kind of what E3 is. So if you grew up in the 90s, if you are born in the 90s, if you grew up in the 2000s even, uh, you might be aware of uh, video game magazines. Right, uh, for South Africa, we had uh, the Rage magazines. Uh, we also had the PC gaming magazines. And basically, these were the places that if you were serious about gaming, if you wanted to buy a new game, you would consult with these magazines to find out what is the latest and greatest, what is worth your time. And these magazines would have articles written by quote unquote gaming journalists whatever that would mean that time and that term has changed across you know the multiple iterations or across you know the time that we have right now like i don't think they necessarily want to call themselves themselves gaming journalists because in the way that it existed before uh you would have these big developers bring uh journalists you know, to the studios or to a trade show that they would have and they would get like a uh, first-hand view or first, you know, they would get first-hands of games uh, before we did and they would play them, they would test them, develop opinions and then they would write them in these magazines so that when it came to you, the consumer, you would be able to make a conscious decision whether or not you felt like this franchise, this game or would be worth your time or worth your money and that's sort of how e3 was in its inception it was a show for stakeholders basically so for big game developers like basically telling people that okay uh, us as let's say sony this is what we have planned for the next two three years uh these are the games that we want to showcase this is the heart we want to showcase and this is our vision for the next coming few years and they would send these reporters or develop or uh, sorry yeah they would send these reporters to the the shows and then 
they would experience everything there is to experience there come back write articles about it and then show us and then with the iteration of the internet that started to you know uh evolve in its own way to the point where then e3 started to become a trade show where developers started to face towards the public more than their shareholders even though shareholders did sort of include their consumers to a bit uh e3 started to become a place where now they wanted to show the actual gamers look here is the trailer for the game that you're going to be expecting to be playing very soon or uh you know that new game that you've been waiting for well we have gameplay of it now so you can view it here and all of that existed in the dual way of you could watch this over the internet or you could actually buy a ticket to go to a convention center and watch and get hands-on experience of these games as well so that's what e3 is in a nutshell now that brings me to what it looks like now so if you're thinking about e3 as a way of they used to present the stuff also digitally where you had youtubers youtube channels or digital media uh, broadcasting the trade show to viewers for you to be able to see okay this is the new trailer for this new game i'm excited i want to you know buy into that e3 was also a place where they would uh, uh showcase or launch new consoles the ps3 ps4 xbox uh xbox one xbox you know s and x series all of that happened at e3 because that's how you build up hype you know because you are marketing towards the people who are going to be buying your products developers or rather these uh, gaming houses started to see the fact that as much as they still need to fulfill you know uh their promises to the investors the biggest audience is the gamers you know the people who actually play this 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 you know sort of stuff and um so that's what that was now let's um quickly talk about how the pandemic affected you know going to live shows obviously because of the pandemic you can't necessarily have physical people inside a building to showcase all of this sort of stuff but prior to that uh um the big development development houses like your sony's microsoft's your nintendo's they started to veer away from having live trade shows only because it didn't make so much financial sense to have your consumers pay so much money just to wait in long queues and possibly not even get a chance to get hands-on experience with the games that you wanted to showcase so they went digital and while they are losing that aspect of you might not being ha- able to play the game first at first hand now at least you get to watch the trade shows at your own leisure and they can craft that show around what they'd like to show and what they believe that the fans want to see as well and uh, that had been sort of the trend for the past three like i said maybe four years but something strange happened with i don't know what happened really with this latest e3 it lacked as a lot of something granted uh like i said because a lot of 
big house names are doing their own thing they pulled out of e3 and didn't showcase their own products at e3 because you know maybe later on in the year they're going to have their own trade shows at some capacity but that being said uh microsoft did have some of its third party or first party houses showcase some of their games xbox for instance had a trade show uh bethesda which is now part of xbox had a trade show uh, ubisoft had one square enix had one um who else and then a bunch of like uh quote-unquote indie houses as well had you know their showcases as well with what they're going to be developing for the next coming year it's just the flavor of this sort of e3 it just felt so lackluster it, it, it felt like they didn't really put enough effort into making it what e3 is in, in an essence most of the trade shows that i watched they could have just been done as like okay here are the trailers for the games that we want to show and then they release like an online um, manifesto of all the things that they want to say if they want to say anything deeper you know so it, it felt very lackluster in that way I, now saying that though xbox really did show out with its showing at e3 so i i want to recommend that if you have a chance please go and watch xbox um e3 showcase there's some really exciting stuff happening there i also recommend that you watch the um square enix one some very exciting stuff happening there as well and also you know because this is like a convention season uh, i recommend that you also watch the summer game fest hosted by jeff Keeley. like he has made it a point to really bring together all the most exciting things that people want to see and make it available for us to watch online so i do recommend that you go and watch that anyway moving on uh the trailers that i was excited to see the games that i was excited to hear about first and foremost is Eldritch ring uh it is a game that is going to be developed by hiyazaki mizaki I'm saying this wrong. Hidetaki. Yeah, Mizaki. He is going to be developing Eldritch Ring alongside the writer, which is George R. R. Martin. Please do not fact check me on this. I am just saying this off the cuff. This is literally just a freestyle sort of off the top of my head response or reaction to all the stuff that I've seen. This is neither here nor there. Uh... I am really excited about this because it is made by the developers of the Soulsborne game, so your Dark Souls, your Bloodborne, your Sekiro's, and if you are aware of these games, they do have a certain type of aesthetic to it, uh, in the sense of they are challenging games, yes, they do challenge you in terms of um, how you engage your enemies or what type of loadouts or weapons you choose they will affect the way that you uh, kind of take on your enemies but they've always kind of been in a contained uh, way even though they do give you freedom of 
which boss you try to eventually fight, where you go to interact with different types of enemies. What makes Elder Ring so interesting to me, the fact is that it is going to be our first type of open world experience for the Soulsborne type of gameplay. Um, you are given a mount in the, in the form of a horse, so that already tells you that you're going to be able to look at a mountain somewhere, ride towards the mountain and have an interaction there, or right across a field and on the left side of your vision you might see a troll or something and you might be compelled to go and engage with that troll. Um, in the same way they have a co-op mechanic that I am not quite sure how that is going to work but in my sense of having played these type of games they work as summons so basically if you and your friend are online at the same time you will be able to call them into your instance and have them help you along your journey but how that's going to work in an open world game uh, that's something that we're all waiting to see on how that's going to play out the graphic fidelity of it all it looks very beautiful it looks not too much removed from what we understand from you know the Soulsborne games but because it is developed for the newer hardware it does look very 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 beautiful how this will play on like older consoles like the ps4 i just hope that even if it doesn't look too great because that's not what we're here for when we're playing these type of games we're just here for the lore the gameplay you know making me feel like i belong in this world that's what we're kind of here for I just hope that they keep that essence of it all throughout that game and yeah man i'm really excited about um having this game come out it's supposedly supposed to come out on the 21st of january 2022 whether or not there will be that deadline remains to be seen but you know fingers crossed that it comes out then because it's a game that a lot of people have been waiting to see and finally it dropped um moving on another game that i'm excited to see is uh is a game called redfall now this is an xbox exclusive so it's not going to be on any of the playstation platforms it's pc and xbox exclusive but i'm excited about this game because if uh you've heard about the game left for dead it is sort of a i don't know it feels like a spiritual successor to to that type of gameplay and I say this because uh, what it is is that you have only like you you and three other players or three other friends you log into this instance of this game and you battle zombies who have different abilities different skill sets and you as the players as well have different abilities and skill sets so you can't pick the same player basically as you load out you need to pick either a medic a heavy so on and so forth and pick your load out and then go out into the world and try to clear the levels you have safe zones so once you've cleared a certain section you'd go into a safe zone and in that safe zone you'll be able to switch up things if you so choose um that's basically the understanding for left 4 dead but what makes this redfall game different is that you're battling zombies so it's not necessarily uh not zombies sorry vampires so not necessarily zombies and the zombies, uh, the vampires have different abilities as well. And just visually, it looks really great. It feels refreshing. 
it feels like it's what people who have been waiting for the next Left 4 Dead game have been looking forward to because it's been a while since they've had a new Left 4 Dead game. Uh, I'm saying this, but there's also a game that's in development that's in its beta right now called uh, Back for Blood, and it also has the same sense. And throughout the, you know, the showcase, the conferences of Xbox specifically, there seems to be a lot of games that are focusing on that same aspect of you and three friends load in, battle either zombies, monsters, whatever type of enemy, you know, archetype you will have. And I guess this is just a response to them saying that, hey, you know, players have been waiting for this game. You as the developers haven't been making it. So us as other developers are now making it for them. And that's kind of the sense right now. So it's blown up in a a really major way. And I'm excited to see what Redfall is going to give us. On the Nintendo side of things, uh, Nintendo had its showcase. And they gave us a sort of small teaser trailer of Breath of the Wild 2. Which is the, I guess, the new age Zelda game that is coming to switch so people have been waiting it's been a while since breath of the wild one came out and that blew up it was really well received so breath of the wild 2 gave us a teaser trailer of what is to be expected the response for breath of the wild 2 at least for the teaser trailer wasn't as hype as i thought it would be only because of how people were panning to see it but i guess maybe they were waiting to see more Maybe some more gameplay or maybe some more context, but I mean, at least, you know, now we know that they're making it. It's That's a thing that you can look forward to. And there's still some, like, there's a lot of time before the year ends. And I, I suppose there's going to be bigger shows, like showings of gameplay or other mechanics as time goes on. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, to talk about the indie side of these showcases there's a lot of games that are there that i feel are going to be worthwhile to play across all the platforms whether it be playstation switch or xbox the indie side of things have been killing it recently like from first person shooters to like your uh, pixel art type of games to simulators as well you know racing simulators uh, flying simulators, farming simulators, this, that, and the other. Um, yeah, man, indie games have been kind of killing it right now. I think that sort of makes sense because of the way that, you know, the pandemic has done things. Because if you have a smaller team, you can have them in a studio and have them fine-tune things for games that they want to show. While the bigger studios can't necessarily do that because of their numbers. So I think I see why... There are so much more offerings there for indie games. Um, to mention maybe a few, there is, I don't think this is necessarily an indie game, but it's a, it's like a snowboarding simulator. The name loses me right now, but uh, you can watch the, you can watch the trailer in the, uh, what are they called? I think it's called the Indie Game Show. If you go to YouTube and look at look up Indie Game Show, you'll be able to see this trailer. But it's a snowboarding game. And it's not necessarily like your SSX, XXX, 
all these crazy lol you know like the uh i don't know if, if you know about the game you know about the game it's just triple x but it's not necessarily like that it's more like and it's not necessarily like a tony hawk either if you were to think about like gran turismo like this game would be like the snowboarding version of gran turismo and i like the aesthetic of it it looks clean it looks great it looks like a game that you could relax with and just mess around with it's very exciting to see that from the indie side of stuff um life is strange is also getting a new uh expansion i think or is it a new game i'm not sure but if you've heard about the life as life is strange games those are really well received they are in the same vein of episodic gaming experiences where is that uh, each episode has its own sort of flavor up until you get to the last episode and that would be the end of the game so you would have to buy into each episode as it com- as it progresses but you could also buy like a game pass and have all of them included into one anyway uh, so let me just stop rambling and get to the conclusion in conclusion e3 weekend i think had a lot to be desired like there were some good showings but as a whole most of the things that we saw i feel like could just have been done as here's the trailer and if you want to hear more please visit our website and we would have been cool with that like a lot of these people didn't have to come and have a whole showcase that's an hour long two hours long 30 minutes long like if you were just in there for 10 minutes show us trailers tell us that we can come and see more from the developers on the website i would have been okay with that but it just seems like they were just trying to fill space because they needed to do something just because it was e3 weekend and i feel like that is a mistake uh i guess because of the pandemic they felt it was necessary for it to be done that way but you know i mean that's just my opinion i'm used to a different type of e3 whereas the spectacles of like orchestras and uh you know like it, it it's it's a grandiose type of thing but uh because of the way the things are right now obviously that is not possible and even that being said why not just have your own trade show later on in the year when you are sure that you have all of your games ready to be shown not just show us like hey we're still here we're alive as well you know in any case uh, thank you for listening to episode 4 of mama's basement the one where we talk about e3 uh, i hope that you would like this episode please share it with your friends you can find me on youtube as well at kevin kryptonite um and yeah we'll see you in the next one bye